Welcome to Trade Finance Talks, a podcast from Trade Finance Global. During this series, we'll be hearing from global experts, as well as learning about the latest trends, technology and insights in the world of international trade and receivables finance. Episode 111. Achieving gender equality in the workplace has significant benefits for everyone, both men and women, because it's absolutely critical to attracting and retaining female talent and expertise in the workforce. Hello, and welcome to Trade Finance Talks. My name is Brian Kano, Assistant Editor at Trade Finance Global. Trade Finance Global is happy to promote International Women's Day for the fourth year in a row, honoring women in trade, treasury, and payments. This year's theme is Embrace Equity. And to start off, we should define this term. Equality means each individual or group of people is given the same resources or opportunities. Equity, on the other hand, recognizes that each person has different circumstances and allocates the exact resources and opportunities needed to reach an equal outcome. It is on all of us to make sure that we provide the proper resources to help everyone succeed and truly embrace equity across all sectors. TFG is happy to have Natalia Clements, Senior Trade Finance Product Specialist at Swiss Re, to discuss her experiences in the trade finance and insurance industry. Natalia, welcome to Trade Finance Talks. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me. We're very happy to have you on the podcast. And to start, Can you give us a brief overview of your professional background and your current position? I'm Natalia Clements. I am a lawyer with a trade finance background. I started my legal training at the international law firm Norton Rose Fulbright back in 2010, where I qualified into their banking team and ended up specializing in trade finance. I went on to do a six-month secondment at Standard Chartered Bank, which I really loved, which inspired me to go and work in-house at Citibank, where I supported the commodity trade finance and supply chain finance teams. After five years at Citibank, I had a great opportunity to move into the insurance industry. I took a job within the trade finance global team at AIG, then moved on recently to an insurance position at Swiss Re. A slightly different role, actually. I now sit within the business. I retain a legal practice certificate, but I'm a senior trade finance product specialist within the global trade finance team at Swiss Re. So to touch on a bit more of the Women in Trade and uh, International Women's Day celebration here, what are some examples of challenges that you have faced in the workplace, both at Swiss Re and at your previous roles? I've only been at Swiss Re a short time, and I have to say that my experience here has been overwhelmingly positive, and I will discuss that more as it was a major driver as to why I joined the company. But before I go into the details as to why I think Swiss Re really addresses the challenges that women face, I'll probably start with just sharing some instances of where I've personally found it quite difficult in a working environment. I have to say, first of all, the challenges that I have faced have certainly evolved over time. So initially, I would say that When I first started out in my legal career, it was really a lack of confidence at the start that I found quite challenging. I think possibly because I was a woman, I think I naturally just took up less space. I was a bit quieter. I lacked confidence. Maybe that then made me appear to be less confident. Just the way that I held myself, my body language. I almost felt like I had a kind of imposter syndrome. Was I good enough? to be in this international law firm? Was I good enough? Did I deserve a seat at the table? And it was only really with experience that I found myself 
really gaining confidence and thinking, actually, I do deserve to be here. I know what I'm doing. I work hard. With that came a different approach. And you could see a change in me as I became more experienced and as I grew within the trade finance field and understood what I was doing. And it took a long time for me to recognize that. By far, the biggest challenge, because these challenges do evolve over time. And this is why the, the theme of embrace equity is so important, because not everybody fits into static boxes. And over the course of their experience, life will change and events will occur and some will be planned and some will be unplanned. And nothing has challenged me more than becoming a mother. That transition period after the birth of my first child in 2016 was definitely the most difficult and challenging transition that I've ever faced in my career. And like many women, not all women, but many women, I became the primary carer for my daughter. I now have two daughters, age six and four. And my husband and I talked about how we'd address my going back to work, how we would essentially make things work for us. And essentially, we decided the best way for our family to proceed was for me to become the primary carer and take the main responsibility for things like school drop-offs and pickups and after-school care. But that meant that there was just such a significant shift in how I was used to working and how I could work going forward. To fast forward a bit to what I do now, because my situation now actually works so well for us. I work part time. I work 60% over four days. So my hours are nine till 2.30, Monday to Thursday, and then I have Friday off. It's still really, really challenging because I was used to being able to work late whenever I needed to. I was used to be being able to attend any event in the evenings whenever I needed to, whether it was on a Friday or a Thursday after work. And that certainly changed. And it meant that I had to really set boundaries. I had to be really strict with the way that I worked. I couldn't take a long lunch with a colleague because before to stay after work, I had to be home. I had to make sure I was available for the pickup for my children. And so this juggle and this need to be flexible really hit me very, very hard. I guess that's why I loop back to what I said at the very beginning, which is why I'm so positive about my experience at Swiss Re and also in my past role at AIG. Because when a company does really believe in equity and inclusion, that company will recognize the challenges that individuals like myself will face when we have a planned or unplanned life event. And the company will adapt and help to facilitate a working environment that actually allows someone like me to continue to contribute to this industry in which I've actually invested so many years and so much time in. But it also allows me to have the family life that my husband and I were hoping for. What's really important that it's all in the culture. It's all in the culture of the company and what's beneath the surface through this clear and visible commitment to diversity and equity and inclusion with senior staff really buying into it and really championing and supporting this as a concept. And so that's what makes it such a positive place to work. You noticed it yourself on how Swiss Re supporting it. You were able to stick to a more strict schedule in order to get your work done and also balance the family life in that Swiss Re supports that. Yes. Incredible. And it's not easy to balance that from both sides. It must be a, an ongoing commitment to make sure you stick to everything that you need to. The funny thing about it is that actually by Swiss Re being so flexible with me and allowing me that flexibility, I in turn end up being really flexible with work as and when I have to be. So for example, I go into the office when I need to. Today, I'm working from home whilst I'm recording this podcast with you. I've actually got my six-year-old downstairs. She's not feeling too well today. So she's downstairs watching TV whilst I work and I'm still able to meet my commitments 
and be present at work and deliver, it means that there's a flexibility on both sides. It's really nice. It's really empowering to be able to feel that you work in that environment where it's not rigid. It is flexible and you can set your boundaries, but you can also be really flexible and make things work with the environment that you're working in. And this type of progress clearly has been more adaptable after COVID with the work from home and and other new technology and progress never is linear. So that leads us into our next question here is what areas can the insurance and in general trade finance industry improve on for gender equality and equity? And what are some examples of initiatives that have worked? And also what are examples of initiatives that have not worked in this area? Well, I guess taking the first part of the question, you know, in what areas can the industry improve on gender equality? What I've seen at Swiss Re so far, Swiss Re's diversity, equity and inclusion policy has recently been refreshed and it really does have inclusion at its heart. So the aim at Swiss Re is to increase the number of women who join at all levels. And as a result, I can sense we're strongly committed to diverse candidate selection and a diverse panel and recruitment process. And we support this through various initiatives, such as female mentoring programs, which are so important. Reviewing gender pay gaps across markets and locations, again, critical for gender equality. And Swiss Re is committed to ensuring equal pay for equal work. These are very, very important concepts and areas that the industry can improve on generally. In addition, as we've just spoken about, the flexible working that's encouraged at Swiss Re and supported based on the various needs of staff is really important. For me personally, flexible working that Swiss Re supports has had the most positive impact on my ability to work and to feel fulfilled and happy and motivated within my position. And in addition, there are other benefits initiatives, actually, that for me as a primary carer have a huge impact on my ability to perform well at work whilst also be a good parent. Something as simple as, for example, an employer offering employees access to the Babylon GP online doctor service. Quick and easy access to GPs online for somebody who has young children who do pick up a lot of illnesses and do require a disproportionate number of medical appointments compared to adults. It's so much time and also stress and worry for a parent, which means that people are able to perform better. In what areas can industry improve on gender equality? There are so many different areas that can help to support people who are experiencing different needs at different points in their life. The second part of your question as to what initiatives have worked and which ones have failed, I think we have to acknowledge that representation in the reinsurance industry for women is improving, but the progress is slow. Research shows that a more gender diverse senior leadership team is associated return on equity outperformance in reinsurance and insurance companies. And so we know that these approaches work, including measurable gender-specific hiring and promotion goals and supporting women with career aspirations at all levels with things like the mentoring I just mentioned and the executive development programs that we run. These do create a pipeline of future leaders. I mean, that women are being recognized and seen. We know that companies also need to expand flexible working to enable all employees to balance work with life outside. That's so important. You know, it's not without its challenges at the same time, because, for example, flexible working means that whilst there is more access to working from home, this can also create an environment where it's mainly non-primary caregivers who end up going into the office. And going into the office has great benefits as well. It is really difficult. I can't deny that. It's difficult and companies need to be really careful to monitor their 
working policies to ensure that primary caregivers who do tend to be women are not disadvantaged by things like flexibility. It's tough, but there are initiatives that are being shown to work and some that need more care and more thought in order to ensure that the same opportunities are available for all staff, regardless of whether they're working from home or not, for example. And I think what you just mentioned near the end is very important that companies have to keep on monitoring their policies and, and updating them continuously because as we progress further along the path of working from home, working remotely in these flexible hours, things will change. And like you said earlier in the podcast, nothing is static. I think that was a fantastic point that you made about companies needing to be flexible and monitor their policies and update them when they see fit. Yes, absolutely. And then to touch on a, a subject that is, frankly, a little uncomfortable for many and, and for a good reason as well. But how do men fit into this equation? Is it better for men to step up as an active ally or simply sit back and listen? Or is there a combination of both in order to reach the equity and equality goals? Well, how men fit into the equation is actually really important because they're very much a part of the driving the culture within a company. If you have, and we've already acknowledged that leadership teams within the reinsurance and insurance industries, whilst progress is being made to make those teams more diverse, there's still a lot of work to be done. If senior leadership teams tend to be made up of men, it's the senior leadership team that's going to be driving the culture. If those teams can create a culture where employees feel this sense of belonging, it really will show. At Swiss Re, diversity, equity and inclusion, I mean, there's a real focus on an inclusive environment because we do know and we really believe that this contributes to greater innovation and better decision making and overall a much stronger performance. And this really does come through. It's all beneath the surface. It's deep within the culture of a company. And you can sense it at the very first stages of interaction with a company you can tell straight away what kind of culture that company has. And by this, I mean, from a really personal perspective at the interview stage, when, for example, I say at the very start of an interview process, I will need to be able to work flexibly. I would like to request a 60% position if I'm going to apply for this role. It's the genuine smile from the senior male leader interviewing me saying, that's absolutely fine. We work flexibly at Swiss Re. It's me saying I have drop off and pick up to do so. I would like to work from 9 until 2.30 p.m. so that I can make time to pick up my children from school and drop them off. And it's the response from another male interviewer to say, oh, I understand. I have three children myself. I understand why you'd want to do. That's absolutely fine. We're a flexible employer. You can sense it from the very beginning. How men fit into the equation is they really do drive the culture and you can feel it in every interaction. Another example, which I have from my previous role at AIG, after two years of working from home during COVID, when COVID hit, I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And it was so hard. It was really tough. I look back on it now and I think, how on earth did I do it? And after two years and some personal issues where my youngest daughter developed a health condition. I approached my manager and said, I'm burnt out. I think I need some time out. I just want a short sabbatical, a month just to reset, try and get some balance back. The positive response that I was met with was just so lovely to have at such a difficult time in my life and career. I was simply told, absolutely, I can see why you'd want that. Leave this with me. I'm going to take this away and I'm going to see what I can do to make this work. 
And I did take a month off. It was really good. It was exactly what I needed. And I was fully supported in it. It's the attitude. It's the approach. That's how I guess I see men fit into the equation. And in terms of whether it's better for men to step up as allies or sit back and listen. It's quite interesting because in a sense, I guess that's why we have this focus on equity rather than equality and why that's so good, because it's about support from those in positions who can make changes happen and can influence culture. I guess the support has to be there in a sense of stepping up to recognize that all individuals will face different challenges at different times, that in order to create equity, the senior leaders really need to be observant of what challenges exist. They need to identify areas where it's possible to level the playing field for women and other groups that are struggling. And then they need to work out the best way to support them. There is a need for men to step up as allies. But at the same time, I understand why you ask, should they sit back and listen? Because what you certainly don't want is a situation where men come in and say, right, we're going to jump in and simply make changes before women are given a chance to stand up and try and push for change themselves and make change happen themselves. There's a bit of a balancing act going on. But I think actually, if men and women work together, because that's what it's all about, there will be change. And ultimately, achieving gender equality in the workplace has significant benefits for everyone, both men and women, because it's absolutely critical to attracting and retaining female talent and expertise in the workforce to have gender equality. And specifically in an area like trade finance, which involves the type of knowledge that can really only be developed through deep experience. You do not want to be losing talent because you don't have gender equality. Absolutely. And I think you make a lot of incredible points. The nuance is very important here. It's a balancing act for men and women to work together and to appreciate when it's time to sit back and when it's time to take action. Sometimes it is a good thing for men to sit back, observe, and listen. Other times, it is necessary to step up and help drive change. I think this is a very important lesson that we can all take away from this. Well, Natalia, I want to thank you for being on Trade Finance Talks. I think this has been an incredibly informative podcast, and I personally learned a lot. I know our listeners will really appreciate your story as well. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Brian. Everyone, thank you for listening to Trade Finance Talks, and we're happy to be supporting and celebrating International Women's Day in 2023. Thanks for listening to Trade Finance Talks. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts at tradefinanceglobal.com.